Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Tithing is honoring God by putting Him first in your finances. Tithing is honoring God. Honoring God by putting Him first. Everybody say first. First in your finances. If you read Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Proverbs 3, verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase. Everybody say, honor. honor. First. Those two are always hand in hand. Whatever you give first place in your life is the place of honor. That's why the Bible says that covetousness is idolatry. Afgoderai. Because you take a material object or a material person or something and you start idolizing that by setting your affection upon it and, and, and giving it an inordinate affection or attention. The Bible calls it idol idolatry in the New Testament. But how do we stay away from that? It's by putting God first. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase. So the tithe is not the last 10%. T tithing is not 10%. Tithing is giving God the first 10%. Everybody say the first. The first fruits. Well, what does that look like? You know what, how, how it works for me is when I get paid, I take the first 10% and I put it aside and on Sunday we bring it. For other people, they just transfer it right away. Whatever works for you. It's just about a, an honor thing. Lord, I'm thinking about you first. And when I transfer it to that other account to give it on Sunday, I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this income. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. I honor you. I know where this came from. I know it's your blessing on my life. Thanking God for it. So it's honor. Honor. Everybody say honor. 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 To honor means to esteem highly. To value. Honor is something that is kind of lost in our culture today. In, at least in many cultures. Our African friends, they, they know a lot more about honor than we do. The Bible talks about honor, even honoring your parents. I've got my mom and dad here. Thank you for being here. He, laugh, he honors me by laughing the loudest at my non-jokes. <laughs> I'll introduce you after, uh, after class. Yeah, love to meet you. Um, but uh, the Bible says, honor your father and mother that you may live long. So honor it, and that was the first commandment with promise. So honor, God already showed how important it is to him that there's a promise attached to honor. But how much more must we honor God? If you, if you read Malachi chapter 1, God tells the Israelites, he says, you know, uh, uh, your kings have honor, fathers have honor, but if I'm a king and I'm a father, where's my honor? You despise my name, he says to the Israelites. You priests who come near to me with offerings, but they are broken offerings. They were giving, but they were giving in a way that dishonored God. 
You can give in every offering, but never do it God's way. God felt dishonored by the way they gave because they didn't give their first and they didn't give their best. They gave leftovers. It's like, oh, we got to bring a tithe to the Lord. Well, here's a really ugly sheep. I can't sell that on the market. Let me bring that one. That one is blind in both eyes, only has three legs, doesn't look like he's going to produce any wool. Let's take that one. I'm bringing you a sheep, Lord. Look at me. I'm honoring you. No. It's dishonor. He said, would you bring that to your landlord? Would you bring that to your governor paying your taxes that way? No. So if you honor natural people more than me, God really felt despised. It's the, it's the opposite of honor. Dishonor is really to, to esteem low, to put low value on someone. Honor is an important thing. Honoring God, putting him first in our finances. I give you my first. I give you my best. In other words, before we pay our bills, before we pay ourselves, God first. Some, some, somebody said, well, I can't afford to, to do that. Let me correct you. You can't afford anymore. You can't afford anymore. Because you spent that money already on other things. And now you look and I don't have 10% left anymore. But what if you do God first? And then look at all the other stuff you still have to do. And watch how it, how, how it will totally work out. Because the 90% blessed will do a lot more than 100% under the curse. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 verse 20. In the New Living Translation, it says, a fool spends all that he gets. <laughs> Somebody have to slap themselves, you know. If you feel like I'm speaking to you, just put your hand on the side of your head, remove it far away, and then bring it back as fast as you can and just slap yourself. <laughs> Some people have been rebuking the devil all these years, and it's like, look in the mirror and see that ugly devil right there. <laughs> the devil's not going out to the mall every day, you know, <laughs> spending your money. <laughs> no, a fool spends all that he gets. It's foolish to spend all you get and to spend more than you get. A wise person stewards their finances according to the word of God. And that, that, that starts with the tithe. Putting God first. Okay, next one. You don't tithe because God needs your money. You tithe because you need his blessing. You don't tithe because God needs your money. You tithe because you need his blessing. I'll give you an example. It's not a, it's not a biblical Bible story, but it's totally biblical in principle. What if I would travel to the USA and I say, I have to, I have to help a church over there, and I'm going to be gone from the River Amsterdam for six months. Not going to happen, but let's say, right? I'm gone for six months, and my wife and kids are staying here. I won't be able to, you know, send money from America to them. So I'm assigning three different people. And I'm making them stewards over a certain amount of money that they can run the ministry with. All I'm asking, let's say I give three people, three, three of the men here, I give you all 10,000 each every month. Please run the ministry. Please make sure that things are going smooth. All I ask, you spend it in whatever is needed for the church and to keep the ministry running. But all I ask is that you make sure that my wife is taken care of every month. My wife and kids are taken care of, right? 
So I go away, I give three guys, I sign them, each get 10,000, and then I go, and every month they get 10,000. In, in six months, I come back, and I bring them together, and my wife is there too. And I, I ask them, how did it go? Oh, it went great. You know, and I say, well, actually, I have to go another six months. But before I go, let me just hear how it went. So person number one comes to me, and my wife is there, and she says, you know, the 10,000 he got every month, he sent me faithfully uh, a thousand bucks every month. And that was a real blessing. I'm like, oh, great. Good stewardship. My wife was taken care of. The second person says, you know, uh, the first month I gave, you know, 800. The next month, I can only afford to give your wife 300. And the next, every, after that, I just couldn't afford to give her anything else. But then the third person comes and, and said, you know, you gave me 10,000 every month. I only needed 8,000. Uh, I, I gave your wife 2,000 right up front every month, and then the 8,000, I had more than enough to run the ministry and to do whatever was needed. Now I got to go again another six months. Guess who's going to be the steward of the full 30,000 every month? Huh? Person number three, of course, right? Just, be, just for the fact because he cared about what I cared about. What was most important to me, he showed it was most important to him as well. Right? You say that your wife and kids are more important than the church? Yes. <laughs> yes. First ministry, right? So he cared most. He showed he cared most about what I care most about. So guess who I'm going to make steward over all those things for the next six months? I'm going to take all the money from the other guys. I'm giving it all to the number three. Right? So what if we put that in Bible perspective where we are the bride of Christ, his bride, his wife, and his children, right? And he said, I'm going to a far country for a while, but I'm coming back again. I'm preparing a place for you over there. I'm coming back. And on a day you give an account of your stewardship. But in the meantime, I'm checking up every now and then. I'm checking up. Who do you think he's going to send more to? To the person who's not caring for what he cares about? Or to the person who shows, I care most about what you care most about? Clear? Yeah. Right? So when we, when we give into the body of Christ, when we give into the storehouse, when we give into the kingdom of God, we are showing God, I care about your church. I care about your bride. I care about your children. I care about those lost people that don't know you yet. I care about your body flourishing. I care about you. Take that the other direction, you don't, the person who gave 800 or, or brought 800 to my wife and then 300 and then nothing, he showed, I don't care uh, a rat's behind about your wife or about what you care about. I don't care one bit about it. Your heart is revealed when you, whether you tithe, when you tithe or when you don't tithe. Your heart is being revealed. Right? When you... Giving and finances, that's what I talked about with the test. It's really a, a revealing of the heart. That's why people get offended with this message, and we do it on purpose. <laughs> to chase certain people off. Because they infect the whole church with their religious mentalities. I had one guy, he came and... This very seldom happens. Very seldom. I shouldn't tell this story, that's a sign. <laughs> I will vote on it. Who wants to hear the story? Okay, yeah, I thought so. Bunch of nosy kids. <laughs> uh, 
I had one guy, and he became a member, and this never happens. We love everybody here. But some people just come in with a preconceived attitude. Come in here, and I'm just like, I don't like it here. But so he didn't like, you know, the 25 other churches he had been to in the last three years. <laughs> Mr. Know-it-all. Who are you and what have you built? Anyway, he came, and every Sunday he's just there on the back row. During the worship, during the praise, during the altar call, during the message. <laughs> Looked like one of those old, you know, like Egypt, Egyptian sphinx, you know, just sitting there. Goodness gracious, what do I need to do to get rid of this? Because if you just make that comfortable, what do you get? You get a whole row of people sitting like this. And then two rows. And then a whole section. And then before you know it, you're preaching to Madame Tussaud, like the wax museum. You have to raise the dead. Not doing that. Not what I signed up for. This is, this is life. Amen. This is a river, not a swamp. <laughs> so, so, what do I need to do? And I felt the Holy Spirit share, just put it in my heart. Go extra hard on the offering for a few weeks. I told Pastor David, I'm going to turn up the heat. <laughs> on purpose. No, not to just get rid of him, but maybe he could change. But let's hammer with the word a little bit and see what happens. Let's poke where it hurts. You know, the, the word is like a sword. It's like a living, alive and powerful and cuts to the division of soul and spirit. Let's see what's soul and let's see what's spirit. Let's cut off what's of the flesh. And sometimes, you know, there's like an artery running straight from your heart to your wallet. It's like a nerve going from your wallet here, your back pocket, straight to your heart. When you touch that here, it's like your heart is revealed. The moment you say tithe, the temperature drops 20 degrees. Why do you seek the living among the dead? And sure enough, I hammered on it. And before I knew it, I got a long email. You're different. You changed. You, you're all about the money now all of a sudden. We don't like this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Turn up the heat more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because where your treasure is, there your heart is revealed. Your heart is revealed. So the heart is revealed. Amen. And when the heart is revealed, it's revealed so that the Holy Spirit can operate on the heart. Right? Jesus did lots of things to offend the mind, but to reveal the heart. Sometimes the mind has to be offended so that the heart can be revealed. I want to share two things quickly because I can't go next week again about tithe. So, number point 12 and 13, right? Elif, Elif, you don't tithe because God needs your money, but because you need his blessing. That was 10, okay? Then I can't count. Then it's 12 facts. Okay, so number 11, 11, the whole tithe goes into the storehouse. We saw in Malachi 3, the Bible said, bring the whole tithe, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. 
Some people say, my tithe, I tithe 2% to the church, then 2% to the Red Cross, 2% to the Yellow Cross, Blue Cross, and it's CDA. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with giving to the Red Cross or whatever, or maybe not CDA, but <laughs> to uh, other things. But bring all the, the biblical instructions, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is where you get fed spiritually, where you get your spiritual food. It's like going to McDonald's, then you pay at McDonald's. If you eat, you know, a happy meal with a, you know, a quarter pounder and a chocolate milkshake, then you don't go to, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> you don't go to next door Burger King and say, you know, I'll pay for three Whoppers. They're like, you didn't eat three Whoppers. No, I ate over there at McDonald's, but I'd like to pay here. I want to give, you know, 2% of the bill from there. I want to give it here. I'm also going to KFC and I give like 5% over there. I'm like, that doesn't work. No, you, 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 you bring the tithe where you are fed. And it brings you to the next, the last point. Tithe, faithful tither, tithers are always fed spiritually. Because he said, bring the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Faithful tithers are always fed spiritually. We, 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 we say it like this. Givers never gripe and gripers never give. Yeah, you like that one. Anyone who complains, it's usually people that don't like giving. No, but when you are a faithful tither, how many, how many have had it that... When you come to your church, and your tithers, you come to your church, and it's like the word was directly for you. It's like just for your need, just for your, just exactly what you were going through. It was like speaking to you. What is that? That's food. That's food. You're being fed spiritually by the Holy Spirit. There's actually a transaction going, going on without you even seeing it. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That wasn't just for the priests, but that also was for the ones actually bringing that tithe. I really am a firm believer that when you tithe into the place where you are being fed, you'll always be fed. You'll never run dry. It's like there'll be fresh bread for you there. Amen? That's all, folks. See you next week. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook.